This is Off the Record, a podcast brought to you by the Valdosta Daily Times. I'm Dalton, and this is my co-person, Desiree. Hello. Uh, today on Off the Record, we're with Rona, an experimental outfit from Tampa, Florida, with roots in classic rock, neo-soul, punk, alternative, and psychedelic rock. So if y'all could just introduce yourselves, uh, we'll get started. All right, I am Nick. Uh, play guitar and do some singing. I'm Austin. Um, I play guitar, and then that's pretty much it. Hey, I'm Andres. I play bass and do some singing as well. I'm Luca. I play the drums and do a little bit of singing. I'm 19, and we're all from Tampa. Nice. Yeah. So y'all met in high school, right? Yeah. 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 East Lake, East Lake <coughs> High School. So like, kind of a little bit outside of Tampa, but we all went to the same high school, like a year separated. So mm-hmm. he was graduate. 2015? 15, I graduated, yeah. 16, 17, and 18. So, nice. Yeah. Oh, it's like all consecutive. Really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I graduated 2015 also. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Best class, right? Yeah, best class. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't know. So I insulted everyone by calling you young. You're all uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you're the odd person out this time. Graduated 2007, Ken. Oh, yeah, wow. The wee children. <laughs> 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 It's fine. <laughs> so did you all meet through school, or was it like outside of school, and you just found out that you went to the same school? Like... Kind of, kind of. I first met Andres back when I was in middle school, actually, playing in my first, like, you know, punk rock band, as most, like, middle schoolers do. Yeah. Um, he covered, or he filled in for bass for the first show I ever played in, like, the local area, and then since then we kind of just became friends. So I didn't primarily meet him through high school. Uh, met him more through like the local hardcore scene. Yeah. And then I met Austin at a local show. I didn't really ever talk to him in high school. And then Luca, I did meet in high school. I actually had a class with Andres. We had biology together in tenth grade. Yeah. So I knew knew of these people, but we never actually like hung out or anything until after high school. Yeah. Well, it sounds like y'all are pretty plugged in. Mm-hmm. Um, I I remember when I was talking to Luca and Nick. Um, y'all mentioned that uh, Andre, you, you or you got them all kind of hooked up with uh, the whole Oso Oso and the sidekicks. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, my friend uh, James Lewis, who plays in like a metal band, he does work with the big promoter uh, Rory. He works for uh, For Your Friends Booking, okay, and yeah. he pretty much does like from like medium tier to like really big artists that come through pretty much all around Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, so with my past bands, um, we've like done metal shows for him where we like open up, you sell tickets and stuff. And the ticket part can be kind of a pain, but you kind of have to do it to like prove yourself that you can bring people to these shows or else like from a business aspect, it's pointless to them. But right. Anyways, through through that connection, I've kind of kept my eyes open for like, oh, this could be a good show for us to do. You know, uh, we try to keep it pretty sparingly when we do those because you don't want to like overplay those type of ticket shows. Mm-hmm. But um, we've done like a few. We've gotten some really good opportunities from that type of thing, like the Oso Oso show, and then uh, that last dinosaur show kind of came from that connection as well. So yeah. we've got we've gotten some really good shows just from being a pretty young band still, just from that. So. Yeah. Pretty grateful for that. Yeah, it, it's crazy to me that you guys are playing with such big acts as right as young oh, as yeah. you are. It's it's yeah. fun too because like for for from their perspective, there's like they get to have a good local that's bringing maybe 
a few extra 30, 40 people that maybe weren't going before. And then we benefit because we get to play on a bigger stage. We get to play in front of some of their new fans. So we kind of like, it's a good transi- transaction to have there with uh, those kind of bigger touring bands that are coming through. So Yeah. Yeah. Did you get to get like meet some of those guys? Oh yeah, everyone was super chill. Um, especially, for really from both of those bigger shows that we played. Uh, especially a lot of people from Oso Oso, Future yeah. Teens, and Sidekicks were all like super chill. They like talked to us afterwards and everything. Yeah, um, yeah they were really humble people. Really, really nice people. Just like down to earth, like wanting to really do nothing but talk about the music and stuff, and mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, swap influences and stuff like that. It was really cool. Yeah, awesome. even the the dudes from last dinosaurs even, even though they were like the biggest band we've probably played with so far and they're from like australia and everything mm-hmm. like all the way overseas you would some people would maybe think that they're like cocky or anything but they're the nicest dudes like mm-hmm. they were chilling they were watching our sound check and everything they're mm-hmm. they're cool guys so. and uh the born uh, born ruffians were super yeah. cool too they let us use uh their drum set and yeah. everything too that so. was nice yeah yeah really great guys Really interesting sound too. I really liked it. Yeah, it's really cool. For really from playing those shows is like where, especially throughout just my personal musical endeavors, I've learned like musicians, no matter like how big they are, they're just regular people. Like mm-hmm. even I mean, of course you got some people with egos and stuff, but yeah. aside from that, like ninety percent of people that are big in music are just regular people that you can probably have a normal conversation with. So yeah, I, I think like also also. Maybe a year or two ago, I mean, they were just starting out too. Weren't yeah, they? Mm-hmm. Pre- yeah, pretty much. They were out getting on their like first like support tours and everything. So mm-hmm. they're they're doing great now as well. So it's awesome to see that they worked really really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, where did you play with the last dinosaur? Was that just like a, a show for them, or was this? Oh, it was at at the Orpheum. So that one um, was cool because we'd never played at the Orpheum before. It was like mm-hmm. probably the biggest stage we'd played at so far. Yeah. And so uh, it was a similar situation where it was like come in, open, but that one we actually didn't even have to sell tickets for, which was nice. Um, yeah. They just needed like a supporting act and uh, we promoted it really well and stuff and brought like a bunch of people. So it worked well, but that was like the biggest stage we played on. So yeah. that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, I always wanted to play the Orpheum too. I was so excited. Oh my God. Yeah, that was amazing. amazing. Seriously. The sound there is like insane. So like we have yeah. like in our live set, uh, sometimes we use like these backtracks where we have like bass drops and like really big parts. So like the walls were literally like shaking <laughs> yeah. and stuff, shaking the dust off the ceilings. It was awesome. Yeah, it, it was funny because like the the crowd that Last Dinosaurs brings out and Born Ruffians like. They're definitely like open-minded people that just want like some good rock music, but mm-hmm. we were like, oh, these kids might absolutely hate this because like some of our stuff, as you probably know, is like louder rock with like distorted guitars and stuff. Some yeah, of it's more clean. chill. Yeah. Um, but they're like pretty much just like straight like indie yeah. pop the whole time. Yeah. yeah. But to our surprise, like people were digging they're it. Like the yeah, whole sure. crowd was just like yeah. going crazy and stuff. And we definitely really, made like a lot of good personal connections too because mm-hmm. there was like. Uh, for example, there was two people that we just saw that came out to our other shows, uh, two of our dates for this tour that we're on right now. Uh, one person in Miami, and then um, another person that actually helped us find a house show venue to book in Charleston. And she came out too with her boyfriend and everything. It was really, really awesome. We're 
Was it just her friend? I don't know. I don't know. Either way. So either, either, yeah. yeah, either way. People yeah. that saw us at the uh, Last Dinosaur show, yeah, like, cool. that came from, like, all over, from, like, South Carolina, from, like, Miami, mm-hmm. they, like, kept up with us afterwards nice. and, like, helped yeah. us with some things on this tour and, like, came out and supported us in, like, a way smaller setting. So, and, like, it was cool to see. It's always cool, too, because, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, a nice reminder because that's, like, what really doing the whole music thing is about is just like making those personal connections with people and like getting that close relationship and being able to you know go miles away from home but still feel like you know you're welcomed and that you have a place you know because you're so comfortable with the people there mm-hmm. so it's cool well I guess that's a good transition uh, yeah I was gonna say so how did you guys kind of come to play in Valdosta I know that you played the DIY house before tonight you guys are playing Lucky's so, so Honestly, how that worked out is we were just looking for places to play around Florida and also maybe a little bit out of Florida. Uh, We had just recently played Tallahassee before we played uh, the last Valdosta date at the DIY house. Mm -hmm. So we actually had a couple of uh, people at that first Tallahassee show um, come out that were from Valdosta and... um, we basically met them, talked with them, chatted with them, found out where they're from, and then I kind of did a little bit of research on my own once I got home from that gig. I uh, found Alan uh, from the DIY house on Facebook and everything, saw what he was doing with you know, with the uh, DIY house, and I was like, this is really cool. I would love to do a show like that. So I just messaged him, and I'm like, hey man, is there any way that we can get on this date, yada yada? And he's like, yep, sure, you guys are on. It was like that easy. It was yeah. so cool. We we're like, oh, well, that's fun. <laughs> so, yeah, we did that and then just made really good friends with um, Mama Stone and everybody. So it was really cool. Definitely, like, left a, a good impression of, of how to, so. Yeah. We, yeah, so when we met them and we had that connection to the DIY house and we were booking this tour ourselves, as DIY booking tours goes, like, your initial route is never really, like, what's going to end up happening. Mm-hmm. So, uh. We ended up having like uh, tally on like the Friday, and then we had the Atlanta show on Wednesday. We're like, oh, what are we possibly gonna do in between? And it was like, oh, well, Valdosa is like the perfect spot to hit coming back into Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, we asked him if we could do uh, at the DIY house, but he's really good about only doing like at most like two shows a week, or usually it's just one, just to like not keep it oversaturated. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they have like one. I think it's like tomorrow or it was like yesterday it was yesterday yeah, yeah so um we're like all right well let's still try for like another venue because we all our all our connections that we made they can help us out with something and uh, mama stone recommended lucky's moonrakers because mm-hmm. it's kind of like the college bar but also like kids will come out there to see a show too so mm-hmm. kind of hopefully get a little bit of both of that crowd yeah. tonight so we turn some new years on too it's always nice to do that yeah, I believe it was the owner I talked to. His his name's Erlen, super super chill guy. He was like, yeah, we can we can set that up. It'll it's a late night show, but it's cool because like it's a it's the bar scene. So like on a Thursday night, people are just gonna be going out to the bars and hopefully they'll just stumble upon a good show. Yeah, I, I Moonrakers. I know that a few musicians I've talked to say that's one of their favorite venues to play. It has really good sound and that sort of thing. Okay. What they've cool. said. That's awesome. Yeah. So 
it'll kind of be like a nice step up from like the house show scene to like a little bit of a bigger venue and stuff. So it'll be fun to kind of try that out here as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if it'll be as nice as that place in Tampa that y'all played at. But. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> so it'll still be nice. It'll still be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The beauty sure. of like how we've done this tour is like we're getting like the full spectrum of different places to play at. We we're yeah. doing like the house show to like some DIY spots to like nicer venues like in Orlando we played at this place called Henow that was like way bigger room but like the sound was incredible mm-hmm. last night similar situation yeah. and then uh, we're playing Crowbar as well so we're getting like the full spectrum of kind of like smaller-ish venues to like bigger ones where you can kind of sound really good and stuff so actually a funny story um so we were in Orlando and we, we played backtracks so our friend Jack in zero miles per hour was uh, going to the bathroom <laughs> And we sound checked uh, one of the backtracks, and we have a bass drop in it. And apparently, it uh, shook the walls while we was uh, <laughs> making a crap in there. So oh yeah, they're they're like usual like type of event. There's like EDM like club stuff. So they're like yeah, ba- their their ability to push bass out is like unreal. And so when we were sound checking, literally the floor of the stage were like shaking. So it was it felt epic to play, even though it was like. Maybe fifty people in like great. a three hundred cap room. It was still a yeah. great time. It was cool. Yeah, definitely a, a really, really unique venue. Yeah, it was nice. But where are y'all headed after this show tonight? Like, where's your next stop? Uh, we're actually going to Tallahassee. Okay. Yeah. So really quick, easy drive over. Um, we're gonna be recording at Ko Kotp Records. Yeah. Before and we're yeah. we're recording in the morning. Gonna do like a little uh, cool like chilled out version of our song we both know it's gonna be like acoustic but still like clean guitar bass still and then he's gonna do like light drums so um the dude at kotp is super awesome i like we ran into him at Publix. Yeah, um, the last, last time, time, yeah, yeah, last time we were in Tally, <laughs> I was wearing an Adalia shirt, which was like an old Tampa metal band. Um, yeah. And he was like, "Yo, dude, I like, I like your shirt." And I was like, "Oh, I, lo- I think he was wearing like a Misery Signal shirt or something." I was like, "Dude, I like your shirt." And we were chatting for a little bit and <laughs> told him we were playing here. And he he does like a lot of recordings for like hardcore bands and stuff, but. He's also super like tied into like other styles of music. Mm-hmm. So when he saw us coming back through, he was like, "Yo, come come through and record before your show." And we're like, "Of course, like yeah, that would be amazing." We, so. we were like, "How much is it going to be?" He's like, "Oh, it's the five finger discount." Like, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I don't know what that we're, means, but we're cool. still we're still gonna throw in like a good tip and everything. Yeah, yeah, we can't just we can't yeah, just do we, that. But we need to do something like that for free. I thought it was awesome. He reached out. He's such a cool guy. So yeah. it'll be fun to record there and then uh, playing at the Wilbury with like a bunch of other cool local bands. It's like the, nice. the, it's the Cat Family Records like back to school show. So it should be really good. They say every year it does like it's one, yeah. one of the best shows. Yeah, the Wilbury is a great mm-hmm. venue. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it there. And I've just went there not long ago. We the Kings played there. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I remember seeing that. Yeah, so I went down there for that because again, I'm old. So <laughs> like they were popular when I was Oh, I still like them. Yeah, they're, great. <laughs> they're great. Now I do like the lead singer. Uh, he's older now and so mm-hmm. he just talks about his kid a lot and I'm oh, like, yeah. man, I remember seeing you when you were <laughs> <laughs> He's, Not talking about your family on stage. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's definitely weird to see people kind of grow up. But, uh, it's cool though. It's cool. Yeah, but yeah, it's a great venue. I like their little bowling and everything. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah they cool. they treat you really nicely too, and like just any like touring band in general or traveling band, 
hospitality is real. Yeah, for yeah. real. They give you like a free meal ticket, free drink ticket. It's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So they definitely like make sure they take care of their their bands. Yeah, and Cat Family Records is great. We both went to Catfest. Catfest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And my, uh, my fiance played down there, and then oh, cool. he went to see Beach Bunny. Beach Bunny, that's Beach right. Bunny well, Beach Bunny. Yeah. Well, it anticipated Beach Bunny. It turned out to be Beach Bunny, but it was just, mm-hmm. just the, the singer. singer right? Yeah, yeah okay. no, no backing band. But I think it was pretty last minute for her. So Yeah. That's but okay. it was funny because like, she would ask the audience to like, okay, I need you to sing this part because I like, forget how to play without <laughs> this thing. So That's funny. It, it was kind that's of funny. a... Crowd interaction. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool though. It was, yeah. it was kind of a, at least, at least a little bit of a, a, yeah, I guess a mess, but she made it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> no, always it's, cool it's though. Fun. I feel like yeah. those are like really intimate shows that like people just tend to appreciate regardless. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was like for such like a big stage and that sort of thing. It really did feel super intimate. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's just because it's so quiet. It's just her and her guitar, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. And, and an amp. I mean, so kind of circling back, and again, not to focus on ages or anything mm-hmm. like that, but what's it kind of like being on tour, being so young? And I mean, like, you can't drink. Can some of you drink? Can some of uh, you yeah. legally us, drink? Us two <laughs> can. Nick and Luca cannot legally <laughs> drink. Because we have people on buying beers, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there are ways around that. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, they are, uh, but they're, they're not legal, so yeah. we'll yeah. do that. I mean, I'm it's typically I'm driving the van a lot, so... Oh, yeah, you can't buy cigarettes yeah. now, either. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. I turned 21, thankfully, in, like, less than a month, so... I'm happy about that. I don't have to even worry. Has that affected any venues at all, or do people even ask? No, 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 no. Luckily, most like 21 plus venues, like last night's was 21 plus. Like the exception is if you're performing, you can you can do it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can't like buy drinks or anything there. But but a performing act is allowed to be underage. I've rarely ever heard of people like not being able to stay in the venue. Like the most that I've heard is like when a somebody that's under 21 playing in a 21 plus uh, venue is that like you'll have to play your set and then you have to get out of the venue immediately after yeah which really sucks but i think that's really rare so that's yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. to us yeah but it, the age thing is never really an issue because like honestly most of the time we're like so exhausted that we don't really feel like drinking right. or like partying mm-hmm. or anything like that mm-hmm. but you know if we want to we'll like we'll we'll finesse it somehow or like <laughs> there'll be there'll be the yeah. night where we like hang out and like go and like party with friends like probably in tampa or like maybe in tally or yeah maybe tonight who knows but you know there a lot of the times especially when it's like a new place and it's we're kind of the only people that we know Afterwards, we're just so tired. We just want to get to wherever we're staying, chill out, and then go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're doing everything yourself, like loading the van, oh, yeah. unloading it, like it's driving and everything. Yeah, it's sure. like, yeah. it, it would be almost be taxing to like get hammered yeah. after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really so, is. How's yeah. it been kind of traveling together? Uh, you guys all get along. Day, secretly hate one day seven, nothing's <laughs> funny anymore. Yeah. 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 Jokes are funny. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Last night, uh, we got to my buddy's house that we were uh, crashing at, and uh, we were all kind of chatting for a little bit. He was super tired. He fell asleep, and he snores like a wildebeest. <laughs> and so, like, after 10 minutes of him snoring, we just put earplugs up his nose. <laughs> and... Uh, 
He woke up, I'm pretty sure, very confused and terrified. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember it, so I don't, I don't know. But, no, I mean, for the most part, you know, we, yeah. we get along. Like, we might, yeah. like, yell at each other or something every now and then, but it's pretty but chill. It's, it's definitely yeah. Italian rage. Yeah, it's yeah. Italian rage. You got to keep Italian the train from, on the tracks. Yeah. 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 Luke, yeah. Luke and Nick are very Italian, so they'll get into it. Uh, yeah. yeah. We we're in the front and the back. I don't I don't I don't interact with it. Yeah, we, we, we don't butt heads. Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, it's like we're a family, so it's like, yeah. You know, yeah, it's brothers right. bicker. Yeah, brothers bicker. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's nothing ever personal or serious. No, having, nothing, no grudges or anything. No. Having Amanda with us though certainly keeps us more sane because Definitely. there's yeah. like there's the one person that's like. All right, guys. <laughs> enough, it's not, enough. It's not funny anymore. Yeah. Get, get together, straighten uh, yourself out. So Amanda's a photographer. For anybody listening, yeah, um, yeah. photographer well, doing many more than just photography things. Yeah, yeah. 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 and guidance. She has yeah. been a blessing. Yes. So she's been helping yeah. us with merch, uh, photography, like videography, content stuff, and uh, yeah, she helps like load and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So it's been great. Yeah. yeah. So, what have you guys put out so far as a band? Like, uh, music put out? So, uh, you can go ahead, man. All right, so, um, we put out an album recently, January 3rd, and uh, before that, we put out four singles. And we started, uh, what month did we start again? It's like in July. July. July, yeah. yeah. July 2019. Mm-hmm. July 2019, yeah. we started putting out the music. And we started with um, Departure being the first single. And we did a music video for that one. And then after that, we did uh, American Siesta. Yeah, that, that was in like later August. We actually released that the day of the Oso Oso show. Or was it the day after? So like the night. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the, yeah, like the night of, um, yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah, it lined up really nicely, yeah. and then we did, <laughs> you didn't plan that, no, no, we didn't, okay. yeah, <laughs> I kind that's of cool. just ended up after well. um, but yeah, and then we released two more singles after that, uh, just to kind of keep, keep a, you know, growing audience, because, you know, as like a really new band, you know, we didn't want to just drop the album with that, you know, not releasing anything, yeah. not playing no. enough shows, not having music out no prior, show. yeah, exactly, because it's, you're kind of just shooting yourself in the foot and like you're not getting as many ears on the album as possible um so we kind of just went about that you know put out as much as we could and try to you know make as many good connections and play as many places as we could and then uh just plan this tour around uh the release of the album and uh worked out pretty well mm-hmm. and we just released that so is this the first tour you guys have done as rona yes uh-huh. yeah okay yes yeah nice first one yeah, first tour, and then all we really have out is just one 10 song album that was like, this is everything that represents us as the starting point of this band. So mm-hmm. we didn't really like, when we were kind of writing everything, we ended up having way more than like an EP. And like so many bands like release an EP as like their first thing, which is totally cool. You know, everyone does their own thing. But we we're like, we have all these songs that are so like varied and they're all so special to us that we couldn't like strip them down to six or five to make an EP where like we have an album like let's just Mm -hmm. put this out as one big piece of music that we're super proud of and I think people are getting that and like it seems that like especially with this tour and like the album coming out people are like oh okay these dudes are like actually trying to do something different doing something more serious than just release an EP and play locally like they're trying to play to new places new people and they have all this music that's like serious good quality music so that was kind of the goal was to just release something that somewhat made a statement but to us was just something we're super proud of yeah 
Yeah. And you guys have been writing songs for how long for this album? Uh, we like started writing it, uh, I think it was back in 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah back like, in like the summer. Even before the band was... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. Before there was even a name for the band or for the album, um, we just started by basically just writing them in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. That's where we practice. Uh, we would meet like twice a week. Uh, just to get together, just jam, write some stuff, and demo things out. And it took about eight months, uh, seven to eight months to write it all. Mm -hmm. And then we decided to uh, go to Savannah, Georgia, uh, to go to Low Watt Recordings, uh, which is really awesome uh, studio. Uh, it's run by uh, Sean and Brendan Kelly, and they're really good guys. Uh, they're the ones that helped us produce the album. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we brought it to them, and we recorded there for 10 days. It was actually pretty much exactly a year ago from today. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we, we recorded with them and did it all in 10 days and it was just really effortless and just went yeah. so smooth. Yeah, a lot of cool things kind of happened in the studio as well. That oh yeah. Little pieces of the album more magical than it would have been yeah. if it was just exactly how we had planned it. They brought other ideas to like the structure of some of the songs that made them flow a lot more smoothly. So it was kind of like this really cool mm -hmm. collaborative effort that, you know, yeah. As the product on its own, it kind of represents that great experience. Do you remember any like specific song where that happened or anything? Two. So in Rosewater, there was this yeah. one part where there's like this really long like percussive buildup with a lot of synths in the background and stuff. It's really ambient, and we were all in one room with probably one to two different percussive instruments each, and we were all just kind of like layering weird things at the same time. So it was basically this big drum circle as we were recording the song, mm -hmm. and that was just crazy and mm -hmm. primitive and then there was another primitive. part <laughs> in, in, in a song we both know where I ended up just doing this weird like four on the floor kick thing that wasn't originally there which basically yeah. just means that I'm like duh, 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 like on every single <laughs> yeah. beat and it makes it a lot more like punching and that was just something that happened what, in the demo what record. was really cool too yeah. and the way that we recorded it which we would have never really done before and you know any prior times that we had been recording um they actually had it to where the guitars were isolated in different rooms. Yeah. And then the bass was plugged into the soundboard itself. Yeah. Um, or the console. And the drums were all mic'd up and actually being tracked. So you'd get the rhythm section actually like recorded together really nice and tight. Like we, we played all yeah. the songs yeah. together. Yeah. Like pretty right. much all of them all the way through. We just tracked basically yeah. like scratch takes as yeah. like a live session yeah and then pretty much kept everything from drums and bass from that and then yeah. they just went in and like fine-tuned the guitars and yeah. stuff yeah so it's a it's a very like live feeling album just yeah. because of the way that we recorded it too which yeah. is really awesome because that's just like the thing when you take songs that you worked on and you know have written for such a long time and demoed you know three or four times mm -hmm. you take it to a studio and you do things with it that you're not used to doing and yeah. you're able to let them evolve into like their biggest version that you had have of them yet. And uh, you know, also like things like what Luke is saying where we could add things like a drum circle into it and like extra percussion and like we were able to do that with so many different songs or so many other songs in the album too, and like add weird synths, add like yeah. piano, things like that. Baritone guitar. Yeah, baritone guitar like, too. We my my favorite yeah. thing that we did like Frank's all the, all these things were like we were able to do this because we were like so prepared. Like we knew exactly what we wanted from these songs. So like 
the songs were tracked in like at most three takes. Mm -hmm. So like everything, we had so much time to just add extra cool stuff. Mm -hmm. And so my favorite thing was at the end of Departure, there's just this like wall of sound oh, that yeah. hits you. And the way we recorded that was we pretty much took like almost every single amp that they had in there and they just had a room <laughs> mic like in the center of the studio. We had almost all the amps that they had and like five or six of us were just making feedback and like as much yeah. noise as possible. So it was like any, then there was in like multiple rooms too. So we just tracked like a massive wall of just sound yeah. and noise for that, that like fun. ending part that kind of like fades out. Just but. turned on as many fuzz pedals with the oh, amps yeah. as possible and just cranked the amps up. If you up didn't have earplugs in there, you would So it was just like little things like that, that when you're in such a cool studio with all these extra things, you can add so much texture and like cool things to your album. Whereas if we weren't prepared and we were like messing up every, like took like one song far yeah. too long to record, then yeah. we would have been able be the to same. No. Yeah, so it helped that we took plenty of time to be prepared. And the environment too. Like that's, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. It was an amazing yeah. place. When I picture bands recording in studios, I usually just imagine like the console room and then like the, the recording room and yeah. that's it. it sounds like there was multiple rooms there's there's multiple multiple rooms. Rooms. Yeah. yeah, there was two rooms. Two. No, no, there's three. There was three or four actually. Well, no, like some of them had well, four. They they <laughs> have it set up a little differently now, but basically what what the studio is in the basement of this apartment complex that's like right in downtown Savannah. So yeah. right no windows run. or anything. Right you you walk up and you're like right in downtown like historic Savannah. I didn't even know they have basements up there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually right by. Um, I think it's right right across the street from the Bank of America. Uh, it's like if you go there yeah. in the winter time, you'll see like the big uh, Christmas tree. Massive. It's like yeah. right on that corner. It's really cool. It's funny yeah. too because it's sandwiched in between like a Panera and this like noodle, noodle shop. shop. Yeah, you walk into the apartment complex, shop. and there's like a stair a stairway leading down, and you would think it's like maintenance or something like that because yeah. the low watt logo is a big light bulb. No, it's just like a light bulb, and then this blue line know. going down. It's just like oh, I don't want to go down there. It's like. <laughs> electrical yeah. stuff and then you open up this door and there's like a tiki hut and couches <laughs> the logo and everything like electrical that electrical stuff too. yeah it was, it was crazy yeah. Behind it was a little bit creepy too because yeah. there was like a meat cat well, yeah like, like a like an old like uh Oh, it was like an old meat cooler, meat cellar. Yeah, it was like a big cellar. Yeah, it's like super old. So they have like different rooms, different rooms that like they just don't use. And one they were selling used to be like a just naturally super cold meat cellar that they use for storage. But like it's pitch black in that room and it's like super cold. So like it was just a very spooky environment. But like they have it very welcoming and very kind of hip and cool. It looks looks really nice. Yeah, it was cool yeah. And like to answer your question with the layout of the studio, it was really sick. They had like the control room, then they had two isolation rooms on like the side of the control room, yeah. and with just one big open room for like the drums, the piano, and all that stuff. They switched it around now though to where the drums are where the control room was, and the control room is where the drums were. Mm -hmm. So they flipped it around a yeah. lot. So like everything's isolated in its own room now. Yeah, which and is pretty cool. Outside of the like main studio, they have like a little lounge and then like yeah. this small kitchen with like a microwave and stuff. So mm -hmm. we were basically living off of our air mattresses, these couches, yep. and then like making awful meals in a microwave and like this kettle too bad. I was, yeah. Luca did really good with the meals. I made Luca a, did really, really a well. A full ravioli <laughs> meal and tacos. 
out of a <coughs> plastic water kettle that's just meant for boiling water. Wow. If you wanted that yeah. microwave to work, you'd have to slam that door. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the sensor was, like, yes. off, and we, like, were trying to figure yeah. it out for so long. Like, if you push it in softly, it wouldn't, like, sense it, so, like, you had to slam that thing. <laughs> they, they all made their attempts at it, and then I just, like, walked in, and I'm like, no, this thing like, has to work. Uh, and I just go, like, <laughs> slammed it. And everyone was like, oh, no, 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 what? Wait. We got our aggression out for having to cook like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Slamming that microwave, microwave door. Yeah. <laughs> Did a uh, slamming microwave door appear on the album? Ooh, I'm sure. That I'm sure. Oh. I didn't think of that sample. I'm yeah. sure it's, that would have been a good one. I'm sure like the frequency of it is like somewhere <laughs> yeah. in the very in there somewhere. Yeah. Very quietly. There yeah. definitely was a lot of cooking going on in between takes, so it's yeah. got to be in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a fun studio. For yeah, sure. Amazing. So uh, where did the, like, the name The Beautiful Ordinary come from? That's Andres. a good question for Andres to answer. Andres will answer uh, that one. Yeah. So, I don't know, we were like, think we had the, the band name figured out, and we had this album and everything, and we were all wanting like a cool name that like wasn't just like a song name from the album. Because we felt like all the songs were representative of themselves, so we wanted something to kind of just encompass all of it. And uh, something that sounded like mystical, but wasn't like too hard to remember or anything like that. And um, I can't remember when I had first heard the word, but um, I saw, I was watching this like Joe Rogan podcast, and he was talking, I don't remember who the guy was, but he was talking about like, this meditative state and like this kind of state of the natural way that the universe works where it's like <clears throat> you're not in like a hyper like positive state you're not in like a super low state you're kind of somewhere in the middle mm -hmm. and that's where like a lot of like things tend to kind of blossom and that kind of idea of like like a flow state yeah he was yeah. calling that like mindset the beautiful ordinary which I had like never heard of before and so I kind of took it as like it would be the perfect name for our album because that kind of concept was essentially what it took to make the album. Like we needed tons of balance from even just writing to just things that were going on in our lives. We needed to balance all these things to create something that was like organic and something that wasn't like you're trying too hard to where it's like forced in a positive direction or you're just not giving it enough to where it's going in a negative direction. It was just very much so in the middle. And um, it kind of was just like one of those things too, where it's like from a literal standpoint of the word itself, a lot of the most beautiful things in life tend to be like the most ordinary of things. Mm -hmm. um, so we felt like this album to us was like very beautiful and it was stemming from a very organic place so it kind of was just a nice encompassing word for the whole album yeah. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my, my take on it yeah when he explained that to me I was like yeah 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 why not <laughs> yeah it was like I, I heard I was because we were looking for the names I was just randomly watching this podcast and um, I heard him say that and like just the way it sounded, I got like chills because I was like, yo, that's got to be it. And I like looked it up and there's not like any actual like meaning to it. I think there was like a movie in like the 90s called that or something. But yeah, it, it really doesn't have like anything 
no actual definition, which is kind of similar to our band name. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I took like this guy like explaining his like life experience behind where he was saying that word. I kind of inspired me to kind of come up with its own sort of meaning that would encompass the album. Nice. So yeah. Uh, that's kind of a long yeah. answer. But no, yeah, I think yeah, it's cool. I think it's, yeah. The whole I just imagine thing. you explaining that to them and them just being like, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> there was a long period of time of just sending crap into the group chat over, over oh, text yeah. message, and it's just like, no. no like, no, what are you no. thinking? No, yeah, no. that's terrible. Yeah. So well, when it came yeah. and it was Went through a fitting, lot of those. it was like, yes, we need to, yeah. I was happy when they were down with it, so. And it's nice too because it's actually the last lyric on the album. Mm. Um, so we we wrote like this cool like the last like stanza of the album kind of encompasses like all the themes throughout the album, um, and so it like starts off with like the beautiful ordinary, and then it like goes through all these like stanzas, and then it ends with the beautiful ordinary, and that's when the album ends. So yeah, we kind of wrote that like last portion of it in a really weird way to where it like almost loops around oh, like a yeah. continuous like never ending cycle mm-hmm. which was just kind of like a also like something that we kept in mind too as like a theme for the song like you know just like a never ending like momentum mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of like also the idea behind the band like we kind of want this to be like a you know unstoppable force sort of thing <laughs> so it's kind of like same thing with that with, yeah. with that last the, song that like last paragraph of lyrics is cool because it like encompasses everything but you also could just take it as like if you were just to read it as a poem yeah. it like makes sense and it like basically loops yeah. you could just like read it on over end and, and over it would and never over, really yeah. end so yeah that, that was what really made the album name cool to me because it really ties in with so many different factors that to, we would probably be the only people that would notice but like if you really yeah. listen and like read all the lyrics, like, oh, this is all yeah. like interconnected somehow. And I know so, I'm a huge nerd for when like any artist like writes some lyrics that I really like and I just like want to read them and stuff. Yeah. I am a huge nerd for like looking for the yeah. little minute things like that. So yeah. if there's anyone else that does that, it's really cool that they can hopefully like partake in that same same thing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so like in a perfect world, like you mm-hmm. mentioned wanting to look for certain things for artists. In a perfect world, who would you guys ideally want to play with? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Around. Oh, oh, oh. You go first. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's let Luca go first. Oh, because I got excited. All right. Um, wait, 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 wait. So, is this like dead or alive or like currently alive? <laughs> you know what? We can go with both. Just, okay. Uh, <laughs> pick three. Uh, I'm going to pick one dead and two alive. Okay. I uh, If. If all the members of Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd, yeah. um, be cool. then probably the band the Mars Volta. Oh yeah, when yeah. they come yeah. back, if you're hearing this, let us know. <laughs> um, yeah, the Mars Please, Volta, Omar. and then honestly, <coughs> I guess I guess it's band Sean. It's one of my favorite bands. I don't know how fitting it would be, but same thing. In a perfect world, if we could play with whoever, that would definitely be. An amazing thing for me. Yeah. For me, it would probably be uh, Tame Impala would be amazing to like play or tour with. Tame Impala, um, Pink Floyd, if if they were to like come back or something, that would be amazing because they're like a really big influence. And then I don't know, someone someone like super weird that I'm just like obsessed with like 
Kendrick Lamar or something like, <laughs> like something that doesn't make sense at all but like yeah. I absolutely love them like Kendrick or like I don't know like this hardcore band called Turnstile would be like amazing oh, yeah. so, <laughs> so like cool. I'd say those three Austin um honestly I don't know I feel like uh Black Sabbath might be kind of cool to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that'd be, it'd be kind of cool. Fun. That would be a good experience. But um, yeah, well, Lucas said I like to play with Chon because big influence, and then um, uh, I don't know, you know, there's so many bands out there that like, come on, come on, one more, more, one more, one more, squeeze it, come on, just one more. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I know it's tough. Just like whatever, whatever. Floats whatever floats in my head. All right, hold on. <laughs> I'll, I'll answer for you. I'll, I will throw one more. All right, just throw it. All right, I, I think he would love TTNG. Uh, I play TTNG. Yeah. Yeah. Of course I would. Yeah. Personally, I would love to play uh, Share Stage with Queens of the Stone Age. Just because they are. Okay, wait. I take that back. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's take one of those out of Queens of the Stone Age. Cool. But yeah. 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 No, just because, like, growing up, that was, like, such a huge influence getting into, like, just weirder, like, rock music and stuff, more experimental sounds, because, like, I'm sure if you've probably ever listened to them, yeah. um, you know, every single one of their albums and songs are always, like, a different sound, and that's just was a huge, like, influence for us writing this music, so that would be a sick band for us to play with, um, and I would just love to see, because I saw them when I was, like, 15, Actually, he was at the, I was show the same too, show before I ever knew him, him too. Nice. We're both yeah. big Queens of the Stone Age fans because yeah. both brought us into rock music, essentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, that would be one. Um, man, I mean, definitely. I guess you got to say Pink Floyd because it's just the <laughs> coolest man. Um, and then the last one. Ah. Uh, how could um, you not say Chili Peppers? That's like uh, yeah, the Chili Peppers band. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That for my thirteen-year-old yeah. self, uh, I'd have to say like the Chili Peppers too, just because like Frusciante is. He's the biggest Frusciante awesome. fan. Oh yeah, it kind of looks like him. Say, yeah, one, like, say. Yeah, say one that's like relatively <laughs> realistic. Relatively real. Okay, yeah. relatively relatively realistic. <laughs> I know. Well, we're saying in a perfect world, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it would be really cool to play with, like, Citizen or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that'd, be, yeah. that'd be awesome. Citizen is so cool, and they've been such, like, a... Ever since, like, being... Getting into, like, hardcore scene, like, the DIY or, like, smaller band, like, mid-tier touring bands, that was a huge band that, like, influenced yeah. us, I could say. Uh, any, any run for cover <coughs> band, really. Yeah, yeah. any yeah. run for yeah. cover band. Another, another band we really like that if they ever come back would love to play with them is uh, this band called Title Fight. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like a huge influence on us too. So whenever they come back we're we're gonna try We're ready. Something. <laughs> yeah, right? but, yeah. Ooh, actually one more. Mic- microwave. Oh yeah. <laughs> they're from Georgia. Microwave would be awesome. Yeah. They're yeah. such cool. They're really cool. Such cool guys. So yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bands we'd like to play with, so right. you know. Yeah, the list would never list, end. Yeah, just going yeah. on and on, yeah. but like three favorites. That's pretty much like yeah. that's ballpark. Yeah, ballpark. Yeah, ballpark. Yeah. yeah, it seems pretty encompassing yeah. of your sound, kind of based on yeah. what you guys said. You know, yeah. definitely. I like that you all love Pink Floyd so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. that's like when when I was growing up, my dad would like lull me with that in the car when I'm like two years old, two or three mm-hmm. years old. So like some of my first memories, like. Like in the car listening to Dark Side of the Moon, and then like 
falling asleep, and I just wake up to time with all the clocks going on. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, what is yeah. he playing? <laughs> so that's like just some of my earliest memories listening to music. Yeah. Talking about a band evolving with Pink Floyd is just like, oh, oh yeah. The definitive standard. Absolutely. Definitely. The Beatles, maybe. But the Beatles too. are great, too. Yeah, yeah, Beatles are awesome. That's that's another one too. Just like, definitely a huge huge influence on like the whole experimental idea too. Just like those older yeah. bands that yeah. obviously they're huge, way bigger than any band ever could be nowadays. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne's still kicking around. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's on some emotional tracks. Yeah, he's just bouncing on the stage. Yeah, he doesn't move much anymore. No, no, he doesn't. He stands in the one place. (laughs) He's he's getting it done. But I mean, you can say that about so many bands. All the bands I liked in high school, they're starting to get on up there, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, but he's like 70, though. He is. He is is old. And he's Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hard life. You know, I think uh, Sarah and I were just talking about this recently, seeing people like Simple Plan and stuff now, like oh, how, yeah. how much yeah. older they are. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, I remember. I saw, yeah. yeah, I saw a Simple Plan when uh, Warp Tour. Yeah, the last yeah. Warp Tour, my yeah. my friend Anna gave me like a like a pass, so I was able to go backstage, and I was watching them, and literally like one of their kids was just on the side, like she was just dancing around and stuff. I'm like, dude, this guy's living the life. Like he's playing in an arena. He's got his wife and kid just like chilling on the side. Like he's. He's, yeah. he's made his, his mark now, he's just enjoying it. Yeah, which I do think yeah. is super cool. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. It's like watching, uh, I watched the video of like Blink-182 watching kids listen to his music now. <laughs> yeah, like, they just reacting. And I was, because they do the same thing. I saw Angels and Airways and Tom Blanc had his kid just like off to the side. And I was like, ah. Look at that. Yeah, it's, it's cute. But it's yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah, it also makes you feel very old. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> one day you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we always joke, too. I was always a big fan of the used, and oh, yeah, I like yeah. seeing them before he got off drugs and after he got off drugs. And I was like, see, it's just like a era. Like, you watch people evolve and stuff. Yeah, it's super yeah. cool. But, um, yeah, cool. I, yeah, I was going to ask about your influences, but honestly, you guys probably... Knock yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. The, the whole pretty spectrum much. is everything from like old classic rock that we listen to to like new, like yeah. wide spectrum of rock stuff. And then we all listen to like weird, like jazz and like rock, hip hop and like hardcore. Yeah, this is pretty yeah. much every Definitely a lot of yeah. funk too. Oh, yeah. It's good As to be eclectic. Too. I mean, you yeah. know, it's not good yeah. to like put yourself in one corner. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Like, we love all yeah. music. Yeah, actually on the way here we were listening to a really funny playlist that I have. It's, um, I call it my 80s trash and thrash uh, music. Nice. Literally just have like bad 80s songs yeah. and really thrashy 80s songs. Oh, cool. <laughs> and like, I'm not even a big fan of 80s music, but I just yeah. love to like put that on. The yin and yang of 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool though. But yeah, I mean like, you know, we never want to like close ourselves off from like genres to listen no. to like I even like that. orchestra music because I, I used to play in orchestra so like yeah. that's like we yeah. all just mm-hmm. that's all our influences pretty much everything besides yeah. like I don't know country, country. yeah, yeah. Country. Uh, well, no, no, even then though there's, yeah. there's, there's still good country, country music yeah. out there there's definitely still good country you like like yeah. Neil Young and everything and Neil, right? yeah. Yeah. I mean he's more like folk like, he's not really country I can dig some folk stuff but I've never been like directly into yeah. like just that modern country yeah. no, I, I think country is a very broad term it is yeah. Yeah. you have like um like your Willie Nelson Johnny Cash yeah, type of yeah. Stuff. that's and awesome you have this like newer 
kind of almost pop. Yeah, Musgraves is cool. She is really crossed genres. Yeah, she's cool though. But yeah, no, her stuff is great. I mean, I also don't listen to much like generic modern country, but I do think that she's really. She has stood out a lot and definitely has like helped make the genre kind of look more evolved or to yeah. I, at least it helped me yeah. take it more serious yeah yeah so. I was like definitely yeah yeah, yeah no I think that's good so. I was gonna say I, I got my cool. yeah I think we there. can call the rest alright so, cool so awesome. people can find your music online all streaming Everywhere. platforms yeah. 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 it's on all streaming platforms and then all our social media is Rona Music it's just R-O-H-N-A Music and yeah every the whole album's on pretty much anywhere you can find music if you have a tesla too it'll be in your tesla streaming service as well because somehow they got that to work but (laughs) the album is in your tesla (laughs) (laughs) for all of our listeners with a tesla Listen to our album. <laughs> and, and, send, and send us your money. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, if you can afford a Tesla, yeah. Yeah, send us a Tesla too. <laughs> All right, this has been Off the Record with Rona. All right, awesome. Woo. Peace. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>